From Westeros to the Jade Sea, we welcome one and all to this 262nd episode of the Nerd Stravaganza podcast. I'm Tom, and I'm joined by my fellow faceless man, Cam, to discuss some Game of Thrones and Song of Ice and Fire. What's up, Cam? What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, doing all right. Doing all right. Figured uh, on the occasion of Brian being out, he not being a... Uh, he has read the books, but he's not a follower of the show. We could have a conversation where he would feel kind of like the uh, odd Targaryen out or something. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I missed a better reference than odd Targaryen out there in Game <laughs> of Thrones. But <laughs> the odd Tyrion out? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. The seventh season has re- relatively recently concluded. I think we're... F- pretty well out of the spoiler zone now so we can speak somewhat freely right yeah i mean if they haven't if anyone hasn't watched it by now then you know, it's too late or you know just save this episode for another time right consider this your one and only spoiler warning and uh hey let's here's a spoiler cam it's time for us to kick things off in our usual fashion we do this every season on the nerd extravaganza with our weekly geekly geekly weekly update and um seeing as you're the only person here who isn't me why don't you go first man what have you been up to this week sure um let's see i was uh recovering from my gen con hangover uh had <laughs> uh, i got the i was fine the first couple days i got back but then i got the con crud and was just Ooh. absolutely sick um like really sick like i'm not you know i'll get a little you know sore throat or this and that here and there but it's nothing i really can't doesn't really affect me usually you know uh it's very rare that i'm actually like down for the count and this was one of those times where i was just like and it was only like a day you know so i can't it wasn't too bad but for like a day day and a half i was like just down man like like even one night i was in bed and my companion was next to me and she was like i was like she was like scared she was like you were like shaking like it was like zero degrees outside oh my gosh like you were like you were freezing and i was like yeah it must have been the fever or whatever um so but that that basically broke pretty quickly only took about a day or so and then i was just dealing with the like after effects i still am a little bit stuffed up but um pretty okay Uh, otherwise um all my loot my gen con loot showed up um nice that's the perks of working for yellow is I just put everything on a pallet. Everything goes to our warehouse and then they ship it to my house. So I didn't have to sweet. Yeah. I didn't have to <laughs> deal with, uh, having to go through the normal channels of getting stuff back home from Gen Con. So got a whole bunch of awesome new games, actually going to go to the adventure game store tonight to play. So I'm looking forward to that. Sweet. Is there an event or something at the adventure game store? Or you just go in there to play on your normal game night. There is an event there. There's a publisher that's going to be there. It's our, you know, it's our every Thursday night, uh, game night sponsored by them and uh, played at I guess by all of us um, cool. so that'll be exciting there's also another publisher that's going to be there showing off some games so it'll be a, a game filled night which will be exciting All right. Um, are you allowed to mention the publishers for the sake of me having some relevant links on our website or is this kind of a secret uh, <laughs> no it's a, yeah it's not it's not a uh, no it's not a secret it's um I know because you you kind of work for a company, so I don't want to put you in a hot, in a spot here. No, I, that that's not that, that's not okay. Deal. Um, I just I just can't remember. I know what games they make. I just can't remember the exact name. Um, yeah, so it's the Grand Gamers Guild at AGS, and uh, that's that that's the publisher, Grand Gamers Guild. Cool, cool they name. They publish uh, a game called Unreal Estate, which actually uh, I demoed at. 
Origins this past June, and I thought it was a really fun game. Um, and then they have a couple other games, Pocket Ops and Stroop, which I've never heard of, but uh, uh, I'm sure they're they're fun as well. So yeah, so they're going to be there. I'm going to be bringing all my uh, loot from Gen Con, which includes a bunch of uh, really cool yellow games that we debuted at Gen Con, Bunny Kingdom and uh, uh, Mountains of Madness and uh, a couple of other games. So looking forward to it. Sweet, man. That yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah, and then uh, what else do I do? So Saturday was the big uh, Mayweather Conor McGregor fight pay per view fight. Yes, I saw it. Yes, yeah, uh, I saw it as well. I, I ponied up the eighty bucks or whatever it was to pay for it. And oh wow! It. Um, yeah, I know a lot of my friends have that Amazon Fire Stick and they use all that stuff or whatever, and they they got it. But I just I just ponied up the money and paid for it, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I didn't feel like I was cheated out of my money. Uh, I thought it was a pretty decent fight, and uh, after that, had some, well, the friends that came over were gamer friends, so we basically played games and watched the fight and had some food and nice. Yeah, so it was cool. And uh, yeah, that that was it for my week. Awesome, man. I'll transition smoothly into mine. Well, I'll first say it's awesome to see that uh, the game game night is like attracting publishers and stuff. Now that's awesome, man. Great for AGS. Um, our local gaming haunt in South Florida and uh, sponsor of our show, right? Oh, yeah. like, what is the, what's the word? Uh, perpetual sponsor? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, also that fight, yeah. So I'm not going to sit here like a lot of people seem to now and claim to be some kind of an expert on fighting, but I was at an event, uh, not, not a gaming event, but I was working at this like con type event um, during the fight and had to get up really early. But nevertheless, we all went and stayed up till one to watch it. And uh, I was in the Orlando area at the time. And so anyway, yeah, I'm not, I'm not any kind of an analyst, but it seemed to me this was a, a guy who's, you know, boxing wasn't his main strength. And so he kind of just kept, kept the other guy with a shorter range at bay by keeping his fists extended for most of the fight. And he sort of survived it, you know, and I thought for somebody who wasn't a boxer, you know, he, he turned in a pretty good performance, but I think he just, at the end there, didn't quite have the, the stamina to go the whole distance with a, with a trained boxer, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was funny. Like, we were just sort of were saying, like, the first four or five rounds was, like, almost like sort of like cat boop fighting, you know? They were just sort of yeah, like yeah. pawing at each other, you know? And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, look, over as the time went on and as his, you know, those MMA guys, they only fight for, like, 20 minutes, you know? Like, right. whatever it is, like, over, I think it's, like, three five-minute rounds or something like that, whatever, five, three, whatever. And, uh, you know, that's a that's a big difference uh, fighting like that. And a lot of time, you know, a lot of that time they spend on the ground rolling around and stuff like that. They're not like, you know, running around a ring and constantly throwing punches. So, I mean, I think it really showed by the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth round. I mean, he was like staggering around. He was like almost like drunk, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, and I don't know that that was necessarily from being hurt by punches. I think it was more of just the conditioning, you know? Exhaustion. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different, different type of exertion. I would think for the two sports not, yeah. and I'm not saying one's better than the other, but, uh, Exactly. Yeah, that had to be tough. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I was entertained, so I thought it was cool overall. Yeah, and, they, um, they they sure made a hell of a payday though. So I'm sure they did. I, I don't even know what the figures were. I know they were high. And I, I, one more complaint I'll address: people are saying, "Oh, they should. Well, why'd the ref call it?" But, but you know, I mean, at that point, it was just going to be a beatdown, right? The Mayweather was just going to pound on the guy till he hit the mat. Right? Yeah, he was yeah, back. yeah. You have to protect the fighter. He was. I mean, it's one thing if he's still throwing punches back; they'll typically let it let it go, you know. But he was just defenseless at that point. You can't just let him just continue to get pounded on. 
Right, or you end up with brain damage or concussion or something, right? Like, yeah, for no reason. Yeah, exactly. I, I, pretty much everyone, I think, agrees that the... I mean, not everyone, but, like, anyone in who knows anything about fighting, MMA or boxing, pretty much agrees that the 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 ref did the right thing on that. Yeah, because even in MMA, when, when a guy's beaten, they're not going to just let the other guy sit there and beat him into a bloody pulp. Exactly. They, they pull a guy off and end it, so... Exactly. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Well, I'm glad we both we both got to see that. That's kind of... Outside of our, I, I guess, the official realm of geekdom, but uh, everybody I know pretty much wanted to watch it. So it was a world, <laughs> it was a world event for sure. Well, I mean, even just putting a geeky spin on it, like I was saying about the people with the Amazon Fire Stick, they're saying that that was the probably the most pirated event of all time, basically. Yeah, like I believe it. It's two, they're 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 gauging like anywhere between two and a half to three million people pirated that. They said, yeah. Well, they didn't make it very easy to get, did they? I mean, you either bought it from pay-per-view or I think... So we bought we bought a Showtime streaming package, which is how we watched it. Yeah. Um, but was it difficult to obtain otherwise or... I mean, for me, it was pretty simple. It was just a matter of just going on, like, and just hitting buy on the, you know, on-demand yeah, thing yeah. or whatever. Uh, but I know that there are a lot of people that, A, couldn't get it because of whatever service they had, like it would have taken some sort of resources. Like people had to come out and do something or whatever, you know, or some, uh, sort of, some sort of technology that they had to provide or they ordered it and then it just didn't work and like didn't get their, you know, they're trying to get their money back and stuff now. That sucks. Well, I, for people who are, te- who are technically barred from seeing it, that's stupid. And they should have made it so people could buy it for some people. Some people we know just, you know, want stuff for free. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah. they're no good. They're, they're no good. Uh, dirty thieves. Yep. <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. <laughs> or am I anyway? Um, yeah, that brings it back. I, I that was my very <laughs> roundabout transition into my weekly geekly. I was in the Orlando area, as I was saying, where I did see the fight, where I was working at an event with a friend of mine, and got over to Epcot, one of my favorite Disney parks, on a perfectly stormy and drizzly day. Unlike the poor people in Texas, Florida was just getting kind of some outer bands pretty consistently for the entire week I was there. It rained almost constantly. Yeah. Uh, so that made for a drizzly day in the parks, which I actually do not mind. Keeps it a little cooler and keeps the crowds down a bit. So uh, actually was able to score a fast pass for Frozen, and that ride's nearly impossible to get on. Wow. Yeah. So uh, check out Epcot. Had a good time there. Went on Frozen. And let's see. Uh, apart from that, I while I was there, I was perusing some <laughs> some cheap games on Amazon and picked up ReCore uh, for the Xbox One and the Gears of War Super Duper Metal Edition. My old game collection is is piling up nicely on me as I'm taking advantage of all these savings. I'm in the same so, boat. I have a ton that I still have from like last Christmas and yep. that are literally still in the shrink, just sitting next to my console and yep. Christmas is coming up again. So I'm probably <laughs> adding to the stack. I'm sure. I mean, it's it, but right. I normally, I get the full price games usually as gifts and then, yeah, throughout the year I buy the cheapies, yep. which were, they were all six months ago. They were the hot new thing and now they're 20 bucks, you know? So, yep. um, I'll have no shortage of entertainment if I should retire anytime soon, as I often say. Well, it's always a good thing to have. They don't go bad, right? So they don't. They don't go bad now, and I'm I'm all about unlocking those achievements three years after everyone else. No problem. 
Uh, in addition, uh, today, as we record, it happens to be my birthday. Sweet. So happy birthday. Yeah. Man. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, my companion treated me to a wonderful night on the town last night on my birthday eve. And I started receiving strange text messages uh, from an entity I couldn't quite identify. And then it started to sound more and more familiar to me. And it was actually Elmer, my dead Roomba. And he was informing me that he was transferring his uh, digital spirit into a new robot, oh, which wow. we then uh, we then went and picked up. It was all gift wrapped, waiting for me at a, at a store in Seattle. And uh, we went out and had some cake at a cake restaurant. Yes, there's a cake restaurant here. It's very good. Wow. And uh, yeah, and I, I opened my brand new Roomba. And so this will replace the one that my dogs urinated on and destroyed. <laughs> And uh, my 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 gadgets never die. They just transfer their their intelligence to a new shell. And so Elmer is back, and he is now smart controlled. So I will be able to voice control him and stuff. I think. Oh, that's amazing. Well, so, I'm assuming Elmer had a little help from from your companion. <laughs> but either way, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, it was, she was texting me these funny messages, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> in his voice. In his voice, as we give it. But yeah, yeah. Uh, no, they're not that smart. That <laughs> it would be awesome if there was like this digital profile that existed in the ether yeah. until you like pulled it out into it, and it haunted you until you bought a new product. Yeah. Like, I'm on sale. Give me a shell. Why are you leaving? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there you go, man. When we have like the nano cloud someday of, you know, when your iPhone dies, your iPhone should go live in the cloud and haunt you until you buy a new, a new body for it. <laughs> awesome. That, that's, that's our new, uh, we should, we should like make a movie out of that or something at Ganza Studios. Yeah, absolutely. That's like ghost out of the shell sort of, I don't know. <laughs> Upsell. <laughs> Upshell. Upshell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a loyalty program you can't escape <laughs> anyway a little bit of a rambling update for me but that is pretty much all that's going on in my life oh also getting ready for pax uh nick uh former host of the show and you know sometimes guest he's flying in this evening and we're hitting up pax tomorrow and then again on monday the weekend we're going to be doing other things i guess and uh so looking forward to that. I will report back on how that is come next week's show. Wow, that's exciting, man. PAX, uh, this is the PAX Prime, right? The... Yeah, so now that they have got four shows, they have devoted it to PAX West, but the, uh, the purists will continue to call it Prime as it, gotcha. you know, this is, this is where it all started. So there's PAX yeah. West, PAX South, PAX East, and, and PAX, PAX Unplugged. Uh, oh, actually, no. Wait, there's PAX Unplugged too. Which is that? Is that in Boston or is that Philly? Philly. Philly. Okay, so there's PAX Unplugged. That's actually four because PAX East is in Boston, and then the fifth one is PAX Australia. Uh, yeah. So there's five shows now. I keep forgetting that Unplugged is like its own standalone show, which should be awesome because the the tabletop and board gaming presence at at a reg, so-called regular PAX show is already impressive. If they devote a whole show to that, that should be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be there uh, in November for PAX Unplugged. Um, it's the first one ever, you know, and, and obviously it'll be the first ever for Yellow as well. So I'll, we'll be we'll be there with a pretty decent-sized presence. We're hoping it's uh, it's going to be pretty cool. It will be, man. It will be because your, your main PAX format is – the whole point behind PAX was to bring tabletop and video gaming together under one tent, so to speak. And now they, I think they're recognizing that <laughs> – 
tabletop board gaming is so big sometimes it needs its own tent yeah for sure and uh so yeah this is that'll be perfect for you guys to to show off there looking forward to it yeah yeah Anyway, that's it for my personal news. That's it for your personal news. But I understand that outside of our little nerdosphere here, there have been other goings on in the world. And so it is probably time for us to transition to the news extravaganza. Absolutely. So obviously the news has been dominated by Harvey and, and the, the, you know, what's going on in Texas and the terrible stuff there. Uh, you know, the death toll keeps rising. Unfortunately, the, the, the waters just keep rising, uh, as well. Um, but, uh, as of now, when I was just watching some, some of the coverage, it seems like things are starting to get better. Um, I mean, I think that it's pretty amazing. Like the outpouring of, of help, you know, people just basically like hitching a boat to the back of their truck and just driving there to help people out. You know, I mean, that's, yeah. that's amazing. And like, just, you know, all the flooding of, well, no, no pun intended of donations coming in of like money, food, water, you know, basically everything. Um, the only thing I'll say about it is, and, and we at yellow games are, are, are helping out, um, is that it's not just food, water, you know, those things that people are going to need, because this was something where people lost their entire home, you know, and everything inside their home and everything. So, uh, it might sound a little trite, might sound a little, you know, whatever, but we're actually donating, board games and we're donating toys and things like that. Uh, well, through a toy organization, um, because, you know, I think sometimes people forget it's not just money and water and food, you know, that stuff's pretty much handled. What they also need is clothing, shoes, you know, household items for ki- you know, pots, pans, things for, you know, kids to play with things for adults to, to sort of just make use of in everyday life. So, uh, I just wanted to sort of remind people about that. Uh, don't, yeah, forget, you're right. don't forget that. Um, yeah, yeah. That's a good that, point, man. All that stuff is just sort of washed away at this point. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, sort of in keeping with that, they're, they're, as if these poor people didn't have enough to deal with, apparently there are islands of floating fire ants what? that are just floating around in the uh, floodwaters over there. You know how like ants just sort of band together and they can like sort of float on water or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there are these huge just like mounds of ants that are like grouping together. And if you're like walking along and you end up stumbling through, it's almost like sort of like stumbling through like a jellyfish, uh, whatever you're going to get bit the hell up. And, uh, yeah. So that is a, (laughs) I hate swarms of things. That's why I picked this story. It's cause like, like a snake, no big deal. A spider. Okay, fine. Like they're not my favorite things, but they don't like gross me out, but like swarms of things like, termites or worms or like a bunch of freaking uh you know ants clumped together that's just to me that's disgusting what about bees like all over a honeycomb yeah that's that's gross gross. totally gross yeah (laughs) um but yeah so uh even like you know when you open up like a a bell pepper and they have all those like seeds in there even that like grosses me out for some reason i don't know why it's like clumps of things is gross to me do you have that that holes in things phobia or is this a, just a different one altogether yeah, you know what i'm yeah, talking about I, I don't think it's that it's just like a lot of things clump together for some reason i don't know what it, it's just a visceral reaction for me like i just don't like ah. Ugh, i don't know so like inside a pumpkin the pumpkin seeds all bunched in there not not into that either it's actually not so bad because they're it's sort okay. of like separated by the like the, the pulp that weird pulp stuff yeah yeah okay um, it's more of just like, you know, when you, like, like, like the only way I can explain it is if you like, you cut open a bell pepper and it's got all those seeds just like packed together and like a, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's gross. Oh, uh, interesting. 
So yeah, so so I thought that was pretty horrific. I, I mean, it's bad enough that these poor people are like, you know, drowned out of their homes and like, you know, get freaking can't, you know, put foot on dry land, and then now they got to deal with these floating islands of fire ants. Oof. Terrible. Yeah. Um, speaking of swarms of things and lots of tiny little pieces, um, Force Friday is coming up. All right. And so, along with Force Friday, of course, is all the accoutrement or i guess you call it all the all the yes uh, i would yeah, the, <laughs> the games and the toys and all kinds of stuff like that the thing that did it for me is like you know i i try not to buy into all the hype and like you know really this force riding things like that it's just a fancy way for them to just sell you more shit right and um but the, i gotta say i'm pretty excited about this they unveiled this huge millennium falcon and it's gonna be like oh. their largest lego it's lego largest lego ever uh um not 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 lego ever but like i believe it's their largest vehicle ever um and it's huge it's like almost the size of a person um and uh it's got like eight thousand pieces i believe roughly eight thousand lego pieces to make this millennia falcon but i mean it looks freaking amazing i mean just just the the uh the detail and you know it's 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 not just like blocky weird looking you know what i mean it's like it looks like a legit model it's pretty amazing cool man that's i you know i saw that i saw that come across my facebook bow today and yeah i meant to take another look at it so sweet but i mean the downside is is and i guess people whatever will pay it it's eight hundred dollars um I'll enjoy looking at it. Yeah, exactly. Eight hundred. I mean, look. I guess if you're a Lego enthusiast and you are a Star Wars enthusiast and you like to actually sit there and put these kind of things together, then I, I guess it makes sense. You know, for eight hundred bucks, you're getting like hours and hours and hours of entertainment, right? But and then you have something that I guess you can display. I'm, right. I'm yeah. sort of trying to make the. <laughs> I'm sort of trying to make the. Uh, I don't know case for it, but. <laughs> sure <laughs> i mean i wouldn't do it again like you said i i wouldn't buy it but uh maybe if it was like 400 i might but 800 that's that's tough that's a little pricey that's i i i can't of course this is my bias showing because this isn't my hobby i can't get past the fact that these are things that i played with when i was a kid yeah i can't spend that kind of money on them now but of course this is a this is not something you'd buy a six-year-old this is you know something for probably an adult to assemble and enjoy right yeah, I mean, just the the complexity that it, that I see just in the pictures, it just, I mean, I don't know. I mean, look, yay. I mean, their kids are smart. That, that, you know, they can do a lot of stuff. Actually, I feel like kids can do a lot more than I probably can do now, you know? Um, and, and they certainly probably have a lot more patience than I do to put something like this together. But it's uh, it's definitely a project. I mean, you're talking about 8,000 pieces. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't even know how to handicap the over-under on, on how long it would take to put that together. I would say maybe 40 hours you think I, I don't know yeah i mean i mean just just, more. just even if you knew how to do it like you didn't even have to look at the instructions just like the snapping together of eight thousand pieces you know takes is a time sink but uh people love it good on them you know yeah yeah good for them i hope they enjoy it honestly it's uh that's their hobby we have ours so you know <laughs> hardly yeah. our place to to look twice at somebody else, what somebody else spends their, their cash on. Right. And then what, um, while they're doing it, they can take advantage of the fact that Jolt Cola is coming back on the market. Sweet. Yeah. They're coming, they're coming back with an OG can original gangster. 
Uh, it's like an old school looking, almost sort of looks like a tab can. Uh, remember that old tab drink? Uh, yes. It's like pink and it has like a, a lightning bolt through the jolt uh, sign. But uh, but yeah, so back in the day, back in the 80s when, uh, when uh, Jolt came out and people loved it, uh, they're sort of doing a throwback to that. So you can get a case of Jolt Cola get your millennia falcon lego and just uh go to town but um you know make sure to take breaks and don't overconsume because we don't want anyone having a heart attack so drink responsibly yes maybe maybe mix the jolt in with the surge cola that was reintroduced recently yeah or or take a break and don't overdo it <laughs> water's water's good too yeah, exactly. you know sugar and caffeine consumption and I'm, i'll i'll emphasize sugar sugar over caffeine in that should should be you know moderated <laughs> somewhat yeah. so here's the weird here's the weird thing though it's like you can only get it it seems like you'll only be able to get it at dollar general what yeah i know dollar general had the kind of clout to like get <laughs> exclusivity deals yeah i mean the article <laughs> says here's here's even better news it isn't coming back as a pricey boutique soda or an impossible to find promotion i'm looking at you pepsi perfect You'll start seeing <laughs> cans of Jolt Cola appear at Dollar General stores starting September 21st. And they'll be available uh, in 10,000 of Dollar General's 14,000 stores across the country. Huh. Okay. Go Dollar General. Yeah. And and they're, I guess they're even trying to be a little healthy by saying that it will be sugar-based, not corn syrup-based. Oh, yeah. That's better for you than the <laughs> corn syrup, supposedly. <laughs> Uh, but so yeah, so Jolt's coming back. We'll see if it sticks. And finally, and sort of leading us into our main topic, uh, people are so fed up, I guess, with uh, George R. R. Martin and his writing. You know, his I guess lack of writing the final book or the final couple books for uh, Game of Thrones. That um, somebody put together uh, an AI algorithm to write the sixth book. For, for him <laughs> basically he input all the parameters and like basically the first five books and said okay write the sixth book and guy's name is zach thout and he was tired of waiting so he trained his neural network to write it he put together the uh the ai and he put he fed in the first five narratives and he used pr uh, a predictive network uh to basically write the first five chapters of book six and they're actually online and available oh. to read if you wanted to read them. Oh man! Uh, if you so, yeah. if you if you have a link handy, I'd yes, be curious I to uh, will, uh, send you the link. Read and, that and add that to our site. Yeah, those will be in the show notes, and uh, people can uh, people can check that out. Sweet. But uh, but yeah, so let's uh, transition out of the news and see what we can talk about in terms of thrones. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's uh, commence with the. Uh, Game of Thrones slash A Song of Ice and Fire main topic. And speaking of this, so I'm really glad that you kind of ended the news with Martin's really languid pace of writing. And, you know, I say that, I, let's just say his languid pace of output from a consumer's perspective. The guy might be writing eight hours a day for all I know, but he has created such a massive uh sort of universe and wor world, what have you, and all these plots and stories. I don't know if I would ever be able to untangle any of that. <laughs> like it's, if you think about how many characters there are and he's got a, he's got it. He must have notes upon notes upon notes. There's no way he can retain in his own memory, all of that. Right. Right. 
I mean, well, I mean, just look. Think. But I mean, come on, it's it's not like it's been a year or two years. It's been many years. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like when the dance when did dance come out? Like 2012 or something? It was it was a while back. Uh, you see, I took that up. I'm curious. 2011. So you're talking about six, five and a half, six years. Yeah, and this is a series begun in what the late 90s, early mid 90s or late 90s. So. Well, at this point, like a lot of the stuff is already set. It's not like he's going to have to, he has to go back and create new things. Like, you know, the, the houses are set, the things are, you, you know what I mean? It's not like he's reinventing the wheel. He's just adding on to. Yeah. Granted, he's got a lot of, in the last books, like in, in, uh, oh, was it a feast for crows and dance of dragons dance with uh, dance with dragons rather he i, I thought okay so we're going to see all these storylines continue but he introduced like yet more characters right. like there was a lot that went on with like the ironborn and like you've got euron and victor and victoria and all these other characters yeah. um and then in one of those books you've got that like targaryen sort of pretender who's landing on the mainland under the tutelage of varies and all these people yeah. like you people who've only watched the show and find it confusing, you have no idea yeah. how many loose ends there are in the books, like characters that aren't even in the show. Yep. Um, and I mean, I, I'm, I'm guessing here's this guy. He's done so well. I, he's done so well and he's gotten so many people engaged. You have to wonder if, if there's a form of paralysis that comes about because he's like, God, I don't want to screw this up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, then he's I, got the ad. I assume the the like the fact checking and like the cross referencing, like you were saying, has got to be like a nightmare. Yeah, I would. I mean, I wonder if he even has staff to to assist him with that. Oh, I'm sure. At this point, yeah, I'm sure he does. And the, and the, and now you've got the added you've got the added pressure too of the show having rushed way ahead of him. I, I'm assuming into territory he barely outlined now because the show seems to have gone way off in its own direction. Um as it rushes to complete for some reason I can't quite explain. And I think he wants to not, he, I think he, he need, feels like he needs to end more strongly than the show is going to end. You know what I mean? Or at least differently enough to, for it not to have been spoiled. I mean, I think maybe he's thinking like, look, I'm just going to wait until the show is over because I don't want to even deal with shit sort of cross, you know, like, cause you know, inevitably, you're going to have the, I mean, and here's one other thing I, I don't want to lose sight of it. And I want to talk about it like during the show, but a little bit later, but like, I don't know if you saw it, but like, it seemed like over the course of this season, like right after the last, not the last episode, but the second to last episode, it went from everyone being just like absolutely in love with the show to, Oh, <laughs> you had all the fucking people come out and like start nitpicking and, and giving all kinds of it's just like immediately the switch just flipped to people saying like oh they jumped the shark oh it's terrible now oh, i can't believe what's happening with this show it's so bad you know it was just like out of nowhere people just went yeah. crazy and started hating it or whatever and uh i i that i mean my my point for bringing that up and, and i want to talk about that later but is it, it it's it's so accelerated and it's so different than I think what he sort of is envisioning or what he might've envisioned that he's probably just like, you know what? They've got one more season left. Let that finish off. And then people are going to be, and this is also, it's a very good marketing ploy too, because if you sort of like, remember what happened with Harry Potter, 
Harry Potter ended and people were just so starved for it that they were willing to yes, buy anything. Yes, they wanted more. Yeah. Right. So and once that ends, then once the TV show ends, then it's going to be like people are going to be so starved for Thrones that then, oh, perfect time to release the book six, you know? And not only yep. that, but here's our limited edition book one through five <laughs> leather bound set that you can buy. So like, I feel like that's what's coming down the road. That's probably what's driving this. Like, yeah, I, I think he, yeah, I think you're on something. Actually, I want to address both the points you brought up. First is this newfound hatred people seem to have for the show. My only complaint about it, and I, I prefer the books. I'll, I'll come out and say it. I'm like biased toward the books, but I do like the show for what it is. And I understand that they need to, the story needs to change and they need to cut. Like, there's no way you could put all this onto the screen, like manageably. It would get way too confusing for people. Um, but my only complaint is HBO's got a real cash cow here. And it seems like suddenly, I don't know why. I don't know if it's contract. I have no idea what the thing is. Contracts behind the scenes or production budgets or what. They're suddenly hitting the fast forward button and being like, wrap it up, two seasons, let's go. And uh, my complaint is that I think they could have renewed this for like four or five more seasons easily and kept it at the pace it was going. And they would have kept people in, like enthralled yeah, the whole time. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Especially when they're only putting out like six, seven episodes per season. You know what I mean? It's not like they're doing these like long one hour, 16, 15 season, like episode seasons. I, I think there was what, seven this, this, and then there's only going to be six, I think in the last. Yeah. Yeah. Of extended length. I, I, we should note like the next seasons are supposed to be quite long, but yeah, they're right. wrapping it up in like very, in a in fewer installments for some reason. Yeah. yeah and I, I, mean, I, I think, I think you're right. I mean, I think they could have easily done, even if they were going to do two more seasons, like, make a long, you know, like make a 12 or 10 episodes, two 10 episode seasons, you know, they, they could yes. have easily done that or they could have done three of this whole like six thing they're doing or seven, whatever. Fine. Okay. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I think there's so much material and so many things to explore and so many rabbit holes that they could go down that they could have easily extended that out. And, and it's weird, you know, cause we're so used to studios and them like, just making that cash grab of like breaking up the Hobbit into three books or three movies, you know what I'm saying? Or breaking up like, you know, making uh, right. uh, whatever, like what was it? The um, uh, hunger games into like two episodes at the end, you know, same thing with like Deathly Hallows, you know, like yes. get into two movies instead of one at the end because they want to, you know, cash in twice, basically. It's you're right. I, I don't know what they're thinking is by not doing that. Yeah. I don't, like HBO, they're doing they're doing the opposite. But then again, maybe they're looking at it as you know, on average, we have X million number of subscribers. On average, we make this much per year in a given year. And 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 if if that's inflexible with regard to their programming, meaning like if we dump this expensive Game of Thrones show, we'll put on a much cheaper show. We'll keep all the subscribers. Maybe that's the calculus. Like you know, let's get this let's get this money hog off our off our docket here, so to speak. Yeah, or whatever. it sort of makes sense, but like. I don't know that it makes sense on the back end though, because they're they're creating their own content, which they can then box and package and sell on other platforms. They're also creating their own content that they can use to sell like HBO Go subscriptions. Because people, it's not like the old days where now people just get HBO on cable. There are a lot of right. people that just have like HBO Go. They don't even have that's me. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying. So it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know what the drop off is going to be once Game of Thrones goes off the air. People 
you know, because I know people that specifically just got HBO Go just for Game of Thrones. Yeah, my read on that cam is it's not the same people, but it got the subscriber numbers back to where Sopranos had it. Like they after Sopranos, they were like, we need so, we need a new Sopranos, and they they they. I think this is at that level in terms of popularity yeah, for sure, for sure. Perhaps with a different crowd, but the numbers are probably the same. Yeah. So yeah, some interesting thoughts on what their strategy is for this fast forwarding. And that's my only complaint. I don't share these other complaints that seem to be out there. Apart from that, I really don't have many. Um, And then secondly, with regard to time frame, in a way, George Martin, if if his strategy is to kind of best the series after the series is run, then HBO's played right into his hands. And not not like they're rivals. They're, (laughs) They're like totally like, tossing money back and forth in a big like <laughs> yeah they're like in Scrooge, swimming Scrooge McDuck's money bin together basically yeah they're like splashing coins at each other laughing like you know schoolgirls. Yeah. but um he is he doesn't take he's notorious for how long it takes him well they're saying now that the HBO show itself may not conclude until 2019 meaning we may not even get any in 2018 right that gives him yet more time to delay uh and that will have made it probably eight years since the last book yep um which the crappy thing too is I need to make sure I'm up to speed. So by the time this rolls around, I'm going to have to read all the books again <laughs> so that I can be up to speed on, uh, you know, when winds of winter comes out. Yep. And I think I've mentioned this on previous episodes and I think this delay has given me finally an excuse to go forward. I have avoided reading like high fantasy for fear that I'm going to crowd out all the details of ice and fire. Cause I've got, I'm not, not going to say I have, I have encyclopedic knowledge, but I've got a pretty good handle on the story. And I don't want to like confuse it with something else. Cause it's so much to remember. I mean, I've been, that's all I've been reading lately. You know, I, like I, we talked about before I did, I've been doing the wheel of time. Um, I've been doing a lot of, you know, some of the other stuff too. I, I, I this, there's this uh, far cry series, uh, there are far seer series, which I've been reading as well. Um, and yeah, you're, I mean, you're right. Like I, I went through the books last year again and I don't remember a lot of it now, you know, just, just because of the sheer amount of reading I've done since then and all of the other fantasy, uh, that I've been, well, I mean, especially you're talking about, I did since then I've done all 14 books of the wheel of time as well. So that was, <laughs> that's a ton of, a ton of <laughs> that is a lot of reading. Yeah, that's a ton of knowledge in between then and, and the, the, the uh, ice and fire series. But I think that once I get into the next book, I think that stuff sort of comes back to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and even in the reading, if you miss things, if you're like, who is, you know, who's wild, who's what's his name? Wiles Manderly or whatever his (laughs) name is. Let me go look him up again. Oh, he's the fat King that, or, you know, the fat Lord that cooked the phrase in the pie. Giles Manderly. I don't even remember his name. But it's fun. It's a fun problem to have. Like, <laughs> well, and there's so many like Game of Thrones wikis and like all kind. You know what I mean? You can always just look. Yeah, you know yeah. who is whatever, and you know you can always just look it up and be like, oh yeah, that's the guy that whatever. Yeah. So, and, and speaking of wikis, um, I think we've kind of covered the timeline for the book and the series pretty well. But I'd like to discuss uh, some thoughts on where we think things are going to go, and. Um, well, we know how the series, I'll, I'll, there's, there's two points I want to handle one, how the white, how the, the others as they're called in the book or the white walkers as they're called exclusively in the series, they're called both of the books get south of the wall. We now know how that happens on the series. Right. Um, 
I'd like to discuss how that was handled and how we think if the books will handle it similarly. And the second thing I want to handle is, of course, the big elephant in the room, which is the, uh, what is the theory? R plus L equals J. The, the, the Rhaegar and um, Lyanna Stark make Jon Snow, who is all, who's actually the heir to the throne. So if you don't mind, Cam, I think that could probably take us through the, the remainder of this episode yeah, uh, sure. to discuss those things. Sure, so. Sure, sure. so what did you think? Did you foresee, having read the books to the point that they're at, did you foresee like a zombified Rhaegal, the dragon, or sorry, uh, Viserion, the dragon, um, just like basically blasting a hole in the wall and letting the zombies through? No, I mean, I don't think, I think it was a good idea, actually. I don't think it was a bad idea. Uh, I think yeah. I think how they sort of executed it in the show put people off I, I didn't have a problem with it you know i mean listen you're talking about dragons and like things that come back from the dead and you know what i mean and people were like nitpicking that well, where do they get the chains to bring them up from the water they can't swim like, <laughs> yeah 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 you know, <laughs> come on like, and that's what you're worried, you're worried about a freaking where they got a chain from you know yeah that's the kind of person that's like where did batman have that gadget hidden on his belt yeah, come on disbelief and and believe in like you know dragons and white walkers but you're not gonna they don't have a chain laying around anywhere i can't i can't believe this guy didn't you know couldn't cast like summon greater chain you right know? <laughs> so yeah i mean i thought it was pretty uh uh i mean i thought it was pretty cool that uh how they did it i thought the, the only issue I had with it was that like Viserion got killed and how he got killed, you know, like that, yeah, that made me really sad and... javelin strike on him. You know what I mean? That was like, I was like, holy, that shit. was that, that got like out loud sobbing from my companion. And I was just like, no, no, no. Like, yeah. like it was really disturbing. Like, and, and I, I don't, man, I wonder if this was a, a common reaction. We each grabbed the dog and held it tighter. <laughs> <laughs> like it was so sad yeah. and then they showed the poor thing like dying and its brothers were screaming or your brother sisters because they don't have a gender were screaming yeah. and then it just kind of slid it sadly into the ice i was like no yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, well well that bothered me like obviously on like an emotional level but like just i guess from a if you want to get nitpicky about like a technical level so he threw this like ice at him <laughs> yeah right. yeah I, I I can't remember if it was him or who. I mean, one of the dragons took that iron hook, like iron javelin, like right to his shoulder with no problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, with no issue. But but somehow that that ice, the ice javelin just freaking ripped him open. You know? Right. I I took that as it being like a magical thing. Right. Like he's like this, you know, ice ice wizard zombie guy, and you know he enchanted the the spear, and so you know he he had the power to do that. Whereas that javelin thing would have. It may very well have killed a dragon, but not quite as easily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from a phys- if you want to get nitpicky, right? A, a, an icicle right. <laughs> took down a, a yeah. dragon where a, a, a chain did not, yeah. or a big cannon thing did not. Um, more disturbing though, and I think I'm not sure if I said warged a minute ago, but I didn't mean to. But essentially, it's the it's the Night King's version of warging. It really made me sad when they were hauling him out because I knew it was coming. Yeah. And I was like, when you saw the the blue eye open and he had turned him into like an evil, you know, white Walker dragon or whatever, I was just like, no, man, he doesn't deserve that. Well, I mean, that brings up another issue too. And like, I mean, I guess we'll just get into like all the freaking crazy theories, but like, I know I'm sure you've seen the whole like Bran is the night King, uh, 
like fan theory that's going around. That's like the biggest one that that everyone's talking about right now. Oh, he's controlling the Night King. No, no, or that, he that is the he Night King. Is the Night King? That, oh, like somehow he becomes the Night King. Like he goes back in time. It's like it's like this weird like sort of quantum loop where he knows that he will become the Night King, so he goes back to stop himself from being the Night King, but then ends up making it happen anyway. You know what I mean? Like, but that's like the freaking that's like the pervasive fan theory right now. But didn't within the context of the show, and I I don't know that this has necessarily been addressed. The Night King is mentioned only in the book so far right. as a as a night as a Night Watch commander who slept with an other and then you know became the night king and then they had to destroy him or whatever but uh did they not show the creation of the night king in the show where the the children of the forest like jammed that like kyber crystal or whatever into his chest i I believe they showed that in earlier seasons right and they did that through bran seeing it oh and oh and so people are saying that that was bran seeing like his creation or whatever and he, oh so brand but it's brand himself is not the he created the night king but he is it, it wasn't him sitting there getting the kyber crystal shoved in his chest right right i mean yeah i mean like it's it's far-fetched and even like the actors uh, actors saying like no it's not but like that's i don't know these these be things, an interesting these things have a way of sort of coming true sometimes too which is weird you know that'd be an interesting way to do it it's mainly because like if you look at them like side by side they're both like very skinny and they they wear the same like outfit essentially they, they just look very similar in terms of like facial uh facial wise and their clothing and and all that stuff so it's it's a pretty uh it's a pretty persuasive argument i don't know that it holds up but well i'm looking now i'm looking at the the night like i actually just googled night king creation where it shows the guy um, being created originally, and it's just some dude like tied up, and then they shove the, right. the crystal in him to turn him in. So I don't know, but oh, and th- okay, now it looks like somebody is showing two different pictures of the Night King from different seasons. Maybe this is a new Night King, and it is Bran. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's a legit theory, but I don't know that. Like I said again, I don't know that it holds up. I'm sh- I'm gonna shoot you a link right now. See. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll we'll add that to the show. I'd be curious. Uh, man, who knows? <laughs> yeah. But regarding this Night King, no matter who he is or was or will be, I didn't think like he was just gonna like blast a hole in the wall with his like zombified dragon. I honestly thought he was gonna fly the dragon over the wall to the southern portion of the continent, which is now littered with corpses, right, from all of these wars that have been going on and basically just raise a second army yep and then attack the attack the night fort and everything attack the wall from the south where it's vulnerable to blast a hole in it that way yeah um i I thought for sure that's the way it was going to go instead he just (laughs) nope it just blasted a hole in east watch and they marched right on through yeah i mean i thought it was pretty spectacular visually you know and i I mean i mean and there's all kinds of freaking crazy theories for that too like just to like add credence to the whole night the thing i just said about brandon being the night king if you go back and you look at when they were walking after he blasted the wall and they're walking all the white the whites are walking like you know over the carnage or whatever of the wall that's fallen down right it looks like their formation of them walking makes a dire wolf the the stark dire wolf oh what (laughs) (laughs) get out of town so i mean it's like i mean obviously Make of it what you will, but and like these Game of Thrones fans are so freaking like observant 
or they're, they're so willing to see things in, 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 you know, in things that like, I don't know if you saw that one other thing where like when John was coming out of the water and he went to grab Longclaw to, to pull himself out of the, out of the ice water or whatever. Yeah. It looked like yeah. when he grabbed it, Longclaw's like eye opened or whatever. Oh, what? Yeah. You haven't seen that either. Oh man. There's like, no. Yeah. 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 There's like... Wait. Okay. So I, I don't want to believe this theory, but I'm sorry to like it now. Hold on. So, that was I guess that was another incarnation of Bran or something. But... No, no, I think that was. Uh, I don't know why they they said that that happened, but it was something along the lines of because it used to be more the more a Mormont sword, you know. Oh, and then it became a yeah. uh, right. So, okay, uh, holding on to this theory for a minute though, but is Bran evil or is he just like why? He, oh, he's inadvertently falling to evil not meaning to right and he's and he's de- <laughs> and he's desperately trying to go back in time to stop it from happening but it's like he's he's causing it it's like i said it's one of those weird quantum loops where like you go back going back to try to stop it is what ultimately causes it in the first place you know and it's oh like, man so you're in that weird chicken and the egg sort of scenario that's really tough that's really sad actually if that's the way the show goes down that's like tragic yeah interesting <laughs> really interesting actually yeah. so We'll we'll see we'll see how that develops. So that's kind of a cool fan theory. Yeah. Um, so all right. <laughs> Regardless, the, the he he's now south of the wall in not a way I thought. He blasted a hole with the dragon. Um, one more thing about the dragon. I didn't want to get on this, and then we'll move on to the other the other biggie that was revealed. Do you think now? Here's here's my like hope as like a sentimental child that didn't want the nice animal hurt. Do you think? Through, and let's put aside the brand theory, which would make this more improbable. Do you think through, well, maybe not. Do you think that we will see um, Viserion, the dragon that has been turned into a, a zombie dragon, somehow perhaps turned back by Melisandre or Melisandre, however you say her name, or maybe by Jon Snow or maybe by Daenerys because he loves his mommy so much or maybe Bran turns good. Like, does this poor dragon really fate it to get like incinerated by his brothers or can he like be turned back into a good dragon somehow? Well, that was actually, that was sort of, and, that, and I sort of lost my train of thought, but that was sort of why I brought up the whole brand start being the night King anyway, is because, cause you had brought up the, the whole thing of, of, of warging or whatever. And, yeah. Um, I'm wondering then if brand is going to be able to warg into, into Viserion. See, I, now, if he's a good guy, that, that 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 was another way I was hoping. Like he could maybe warg into him and take control of of this zombified dragon, yeah. and then yeah, I just want the poor dragon to be brought back. I, you can kill anybody else I care about, but like something about the dragon being evil now just doesn't sit well with me. Well, I mean, and I hope that doesn't happen in the books because that makes me sad. Well, I mean, it's I don't know that it can be brought back to life. I mean, it's dead, right? Like, I mean, John, John well, got brought back to life, but he was never turned into a walker. He just was he was just dead, but I don't know that they'll be able to reverse the effects. of the. That's what it comes down to. Like, it, you know, there's, you can bring back a dead thing using the power of fire. Evidently you can bring back a dead person right. and, and re- bring back their humanity using the power of ice. It would seem you can bring them back as this awful, you know, exactly. mockery of life. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can reverse that process fully. I doubt it. This is, this is totally me wishing. Yeah. I mean, that would be awesome. It sure would be awesome. Could. Yeah. It would be awesome if they could, or if like, I mean, I feel like just the cheesiness in, inside of me is going to be something along the lines of, like, you know, Viserion is going to go and, like, be fighting for the Night King, but then 
maybe remember parts of its humanity or something. I don't know. You know yeah, I mean? like, remember it. And then, like, turn on the Night King. I don't know. Right. Yes, that's what I'm hoping. He'll, like, be in a position to burn his mommy or something, and then she'll, like, remember, and then his eyes will turn back to normal, and he'll, like, destroy the yeah. the Night King. He might die after that, which would be sad, but at least he won't go out as a friggin' disgusting, right? you know, death dragon creature. Right. So, so here's another, I mean, unless there's other avenues you want to go down here, here's another thing that's sort of like, I guess I'll, I'm just bringing it up just to play devil's advocate because people have been so nitpicky, especially about that one particular episode where he did die and they, they saved John and all those people or whatever. Yeah. So I'll admit I was a little disappointed by it, but you know, not because I thought it was bad, but because it just didn't lead, live up to my expectations. And I understand that like, I just like every other nerd in the world have, unreasonably high expectations for everything you know <laughs> of course you know, and, and i can recognize that but i feel like a lot of the online tappers basically lose sight of that um so at the before that episode started i think it was beginning of episode of the fifth episode or end of the fifth episode it was like i, I was like busting because i was like you have all these awesome guys you know our favorite characters they're all at the wall, they're all together, and it's like they're about to start a freaking D and D campaign. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. They're about to like set out on this like epic Pathfinder D and D campaign, and like <laughs> you know they have this objective, and they're all working together. And it's like I was like, yes, this is amazing. Like this is like everything I love wrapped into one. You know, and uh, it just sort of fell short because a like you said, they just were so pressed for time. I felt like they could have made that into three or four episodes of them do, yes. doing all that, you know? Um, just like they did when, when John went north of the wall before, when he met, like, when he met Egret and all that stuff and got captured and yeah. whatever. Like, they could have gone to Hardhome and seen, like, the just the total wreckage of, you know, the Night King's army, how they destroyed all the people and everything. Yeah. yeah how everybody was gone. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they could have, they could have, they could have drawn that out and made it, like, you know, more in depth. Um, they, like, had to get this, like, one walker like they couldn't like or other like <laughs> why was that guy so important you know what i mean like this is it's like they're holding on to that guy like he was gold and there's like they had him. Of him there, you know <laughs> like, they're holding on to that guy like he's like the be all end all they end up getting him um and then to me it was like it was sort of like the the tolkien paradox as well so like the dragons come in and save them why didn't they just take the dragons in in the first place? You know what I mean? Like, like the eagles. It was like the eagles. You know, like the, the eagles at the end of like that, that fly into Mordor and save whatever Samwise. And, right. You know, like, like why don't they just take the goddamn eagles in the first place? Because she didn't. Because I guess because Daenerys didn't believe him. But like Jon Snow, like Daenerys is getting sweet on him. He could have been like, let, let's go on a date. Let since your dragon can clearly fly to the north in about an hour. Right. <laughs> why don't you just fly up here with me on your like supersonic dragon take a look and we'll yeah. look at all the zombies shambling around on the ground okay and then let's fly home all right now you've seen them and join just pick us. one up with his freaking claws and just let let's go right. go home right right and go away from the night king you know who's apparently you know a javelin thrower for the ages <laughs> russian steroid <laughs> javelin thrower <laughs> um yeah let's not let and let's not even get into so right one we know that the dragon can basically teleport north of the wall whenever it wants. Two, <laughs> why didn't they just send Gendry on like a run? Yeah. Since he can apparently <laughs> run it. Somehow like, he's got like supersonic speed. He's like the Flash, man. Yeah. You just get in and out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you make you make good points. One, 
that one episode, they, they, they hit the fast forward button hard. And two, it really, it, it puts a gaping hole in the logic when they could have just used the fast forward button to go snag a dragon and it's, you know, snag a walker in the talons of a dragon yeah. and bring it and dr- just drop it on Cersei's head. You literally could have just dropped it right in the middle of King's Landing and been like, okay, right here, this is what it is. You deal with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that sort of brings me to the other point, which is, you know, the... I, I, I think it is a function of that fast forwarding that they're having to do. I saw this meme somebody, somebody made online. It, it was a, a story, whatever it is. Uh, but basically they looked at this recent season and all of the traveling that the different people have done, like John going down to, 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 to dragons, to Dragonstone, like, like, uh, like every, yeah. everybody, like all their travels, Aria, like, you know, going up to uh, Winterfell and whatever. And like, they've traveled, like more in this season than like everyone's traveled in the whole freaking last I know. Uh, seasons, you know? <laughs> and they've done it in like seconds or whatever. I mean, at least a couple episodes were dedicated to in the first season to Ned and the family going South with King Robert, right? right. <laughs> you know, in a wagon train out on a road with no war. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know what the pressure is, why HBO needs to wrap this. I just, I really wish they wouldn't. I wish they had slowed it. It might not be too too late to slow things down again. I mean, there's there's no need to be in such a rush, in my opinion. You've got a real cash cow here. Well, I mean, I think they've I think they've already decided, obviously, that this is the last season, and then yeah, so that's know. that. And I think I think you might be right in terms of the cost because HBO, like, yeah, they want to gain more, but it's it's not like a movie where like the better you make it more people are going to buy it in terms of like ticket sales or like more ad revenue, like, like on a TV show, you know, like you can keep Seinfeld and, and those like, you know, big bang theory and those shows running because you know that like when you have the, the, the more viewers you have and the more people you have watching on a consistent basis, the better, the more you can command for that ad revenue. Whereas HBO is a subscription service and they probably know what their metrics are in terms of like, look, right. The break even of us, like spending the money on this show and how many more subscribers we're going to add is probably X time. And so it really isn't cost effective for us to make any more episodes. That's, that's kind of what I was, I probably wasn't alluding to it as, as succinctly as you just, as you just laid it out, Cam. Yes. I think they've got an input output formula and like, you know, we're, we get so many input, we get so many subscription dollars input. And so, you know, our output can only cost so much for us to be profitable. Right. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I really, yeah. Th- th- and that's pretty much the only thing that makes sense. Somehow economically, it doesn't make sense to like, you know, in a movie, you know, you know, in advance, this movie is going to net a billion dollars. Right. So the, and, and so your investors or, you know, your shareholders or your corporate officers are like, therefore we need to spend as little as possible making it. Right. Um, well, it, it, it yeah. sucks too, because it's like, it's, I think it's not just this show, but it's led to like the ending early of a lot of shows, you know, Rome, yeah. like Rome. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. And so, yeah. Cause I think, I think it's like they, once they hit that, like, that point of no return, I guess let's call it or break even point or whatever it is. They're just like, okay, well, you know, why are we putting money now into something that is not netting us anything greater than, like you said, a cheaper show that we could start and then build on. It's got, that's a tough right. model to me. That's like a tough, I mean, cause you're constantly chasing the dragon at that point. Right. I mean, no pun intended. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you, you are constantly have to like be putting out new hits to keep your, 
subscriptions going. You do, you do. And they've got other hits that don't cost as much, I guess, or have had. Like Sopranos, as good as it was, there were no flying dragons and CG wolves and things to render. It was just like a bunch of, you know, Goombas going around, uh, whacking each other, um, which was entertaining in its own right. Yeah. And they've had other shows like Curb Your Enthusiasm, you know, <laughs> that's a show that's just Larry David being a goof. Yeah. And that's another popular one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's definitely, we like to think of these studios and these companies as being like these creative, you know, sort of... Uh, guilds or whatever but at the end of the day they are in it to make maximum return on their investment right yeah. and this is by all accounts very costly yeah for sure so look for, look for some movies no doubt to be released you know that tell the real story from the ice of fire yeah series 10 years from now i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if they don't end up doing like nine movies out of well this. they're stupid if they don't i mean that's they, they absolutely and, and you know i've never understood why hbo doesn't have a like a marvel like what marvel did like making a movie arm you know like yeah. why don't they have a why why isn't there an hbo movie studio uh, i, mean, I think, think they could get away with think it think of all the amazing content that they put out over the last 40 years 30 40 years in terms of shows and all kinds of other stuff that they could just put you know, they, they, they can make a movie out of like, just off the top of my head, I can think of 10 franchises they can make a movie out of, you know, Sopranos, Song of, uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, what's the other ones? The, the um, even like things that like you don't even think about anymore. Like, what was that? The uh, uh, what was the one about the Undertakers? I used to like that show. Six Feet Six Under. Six Feet Under. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that was good. You can make so yeah. many of all their old existing IP. Like they can make so many movies. And you know what? They were going to make a Sopranos movie before James Gandolfini passed away. So oh, we, really? we might see this. We might see this. We might see, you know, a new, a whole, you know, a companion movies or a whole new retelling yeah. down the road. Well, they made a they made a Entourage movie, right? Yeah, they did. They and did. That, yeah. I don't think that did very well, but I think they their timing was bad on that. I think it was too early. Number one, and number two it was in a time where like people just didn't care about entitled rich brats in hollywood you know what i mean that wasn't that wasn't the the like subject matter to put out at the time i think you know yeah agreed and i i mean you need a 10-year nostalgia window i think that's your magic number imagine a decade after the show ends when martin has finally wrapped up the books right and the fans are like oh and then hbo will start like airing this hey see it again 10 years later and then oh we're going to announce a song of ice and fire it's like the show but more based on the books yep and people will rush to see that with even better cg and you know newer actors and yeah people will literally literally throw their money at that yeah yeah i think you you potentially have like a 30 year you know money maker here yep I mean, I mean, I think I think the model is is just look at Star Wars and how Disney's doing it. I mean, they're they're doing yeah. they're doing it exactly right. And as much as we love Star Wars, let's admit this is a much richer story from which to draw yeah, than yeah, Jar Jar Binks sure. and other. There's <laughs> you know? so many like there's so many ways, like just so many things to explore. Even just like, and you can see that they're trying to tap into that. Like, well, I forget that video game. Um, the the there was a video game that came out two years ago, a year or two ago about like where you're like following a, a couple minor houses in Westeros. Oh um, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, even uh, that, I mean. it's like, I thought that was brilliant. I don't think it did very well, but like, I mean, I think that's the kind of thing that you can, I mean, forget about the Targaryens and, and the, you know, the Starks and whatever. There's so many minor houses that you can like explore little subtle things with, you know? Yeah. 
it's a it's a rich world a richer world than i think a lot of people even realize so far so mm-hmm. we'll see man and uh not not to mention the game of thrones cooking show that can sur- surely result <laughs> <laughs> based on all the rich descriptions of meals that go yes. on in the books I'm Paula Dean, and welcome to welcome to Stark Wednesday. I'm not racist anymore. <laughs> I like White Walkers, but that's not because I'm racist. <laughs> uh, all right, Cam. So, man, I think we speaking of dragging out, we could take this for probably a couple more hours. It's so fun to discuss. But um, I have a final question, and it was the one I, I mentioned earlier, the second one. Uh, What's let's just consider within the context of the show because there's a lot more going on in the books with other pretenders to the throne and so on, and we're we're not really there yet. But within the show, it is spelled out. It is openly revealed by Sam, who gave Gilly no credit for reading this, by the way, um, that Rhaegar's marriage to uh, the Dornish princess, oh, what is her name, Ilya Martell, was annulled, and that he was then officially married to. Lyanna making Jon Snow not a bastard and then Bran Stark who can't seem to figure out <laughs> who the Night King is nevertheless went back to the very moment in time at the Tower of Joy and confirmed or before the Tower of Joy and confirmed that they did in fact get married therefore making Jon Snow not a bastard therefore making him the heir of the eldest son therefore making he he or him whatever, making Jon Snow and not Daenerys next in line for succession How's this going to play out? What, what, is is Danny going to let's just, even in the face of incontrovertible evidence, like you know, Bran shows visions they cannot possibly deny. Are they just going to reign as king and queen? Is it going to be harmonious, or is her pride not going to allow her to give up? You know, I've got the dragons. I'm the ass kicker. Like, is she not going to be able to give up the throne? Is this going to go badly or or well for them? Well, I mean, I think they love each other, so I think that's probably they why they're sort of like binding. That, that's what sort of is going to bind them together. You know. So it won't matter, right? They'll be yeah, king and queen, yeah, queen either way. It wouldn't matter. You're just gonna have, you know, trade one, two, you know, one incest for another, you know, basically. <laughs> Which is the Targaryen way, so it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, he, it's, he, it's she's his aunt. Better. Yeah, it's a little better than brother and sister, I guess. But like, <laughs> I guess it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, the, I, I get. <laughs> it'll strengthen their claim, right? Because they're both legitimate heirs, and they they can rule together, right? They're both legitimate heirs. This puts Robert's rebellion totally in question. As yeah, oh, yeah, hundred you know, percent. Robert's rebellion was totally bullshit, basically, and uh, yeah, I mean, th- they are not the usurpers anymore. I mean, if they have incontrovertible evidence, I mean, listen, that's the funny thing is like it's 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 that's what I love about the show. It's like it's all hypocrisy, right? So like, yes, <laughs> you know, Robert's rebellion was hundred percent bullshit. Cersei's claim is even more tenuous, even more shitty than than Robert's, you well, know. Robert's rebellion was bullshit with regard to his claim to the throne or a claim to depose the king. But to be fair, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Ares was a bastard. Like, yeah, he burned right. the Starks. He did awful things. But the pretext, which was that, you know, Rhaegar stole my wife or my, my betrothed, betrothed. That that was bullshit, right? Right, exactly. And I mean, yeah. and look, and, and Robert kicked ass and, and took and took names. You know what I mean? He basically took it over. So yeah. fine, whatever. You know, but um, and 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 that's what Daenerys and I think John are going to do to get it back. But uh, but yeah, I think that will settle in nicely when they're both on the throne. They're both king and queen. I mean, I don't know that Daenerys is so power hungry that she's going to care that John is ruling with her. I mean, I think she's already sort of made the decision that. Hey, this is this is my guy. Like, this is who I want to tie myself to. I think so. You know? Yeah, so, they seem they seem to be 
getting together really nicely. And, 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 and to be honest, <laughs> in every sense. Well, that's the thing. And to be honest, John doesn't seem like, well, at least the way that they're portraying him in the show, in the book, he's a little different. But I mean, just, I don't think John is the type of guy that really cares. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, he's not like a yeah. power hungry. Yeah, exactly. He's like, whatever. I'm, he's leading because he has to, not because he wants to. Right. And I so he's got that nice stark, you know, upbringing right. to, to ground him. And Daenerys, she's a, she's gotten a little iffy, but she doesn't strike me as just like a power hungry, hungry person. So they it, they may rule well together. Yeah. I mean, I think, and, I think he's happy letting her sort of take the take the whatever, take the reins. And then he just is like the moral compass. You know, it's, it's, yeah. I think it's exactly what uh, Tyrion said, like when and by the way, that like whole I love Tyrion is like the best fucking part of that show by the way you know yes he is he really is his dialogue he makes everybody it's like and and i hate to use a sports analogy and i hate to use a sports analogy about tom brady because i, I hate <laughs> it but like it's like you know he's like there are players that come along that are really really good individually and then there are players that come along that are just so good like not just individually but they make everybody else around them better better you know yeah I mean? that's Tyrion. And, and that is Tyrion. like and i said this way back when we were talking about his dialogue with jamie when he was in the cells right like those those conversations that he had with jamie were so good just in their back and forth and 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 it was totally teary and caring the whole thing you know and then he just did that again with cersei that just that dialogue they had when when he was in her chambers it was just riveting you know and uh he said it best which is you know she because I, I think Cersei said something to the effect of like, well, oh, so she's different. She's not going to like whatever. She's not power hungry. She doesn't want to burn people like whatever. And he's like, look, she she's smart. She picked someone. She picked a hand that will tell her what's what she should and shouldn't do or, or you know, be her moral compass. Yeah. Yeah. That that is the theme of her choosing John, which will be her moral compass. And I think that is also why they had that little weird vignette of when John and uh, uh, Daenerys were getting it on that they sort of showed Tyrion, like, like, like he knew what was happening. Like he was in the, in the ship. I, I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of was like, uh, okay, yeah, well that's happening. Like, and like walked away. Yeah, I think that was like, you sort of saw the passing of the torch maybe, you know, like that's sort of how I took it. Oh, she's found her, she's found her moral, her compass now. So maybe that frees him to, Maybe that frees him to write his house now, right? Maybe, like, or I, I, I just think that it was, it was just a signal that there now is a shift in the sort of power balance of of her, okay, of, yeah. of the advisors, basically. Jon Snow is now the her confidant right. more than Tyrion, but right. and Tyrion will probably graciously. He's also not power hungry. He's trying to do the right thing. Yeah, and he's got his that. own fish to fry. He's got, he's he does have his own house that's in ruins now that he basically helped destroy for the sake of the greater good. I think he deserves to be able to concentrate. Right. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping how it works out. And I, I called this like months ago and I'm, I'm, I'm calling it again. I'm hoping that Jamie ends up killing Cersei and then he and Tyrion like, or at least Tyrion ends up leading house Lannister. Yes. Yes. That would be great. I don't know that Jamie's going to survive, but uh, I hope he does because he's actually sort of grown on me. But uh, I want it to be a Shakespearean Macbeth, Romeo and Juliet type death for Jamie and and uh, Cersei, uh, and then basically leaving Tyrion to step in and take care of House Lannister. That'd be cool because he, you know, he could he could write the ship. 
Yeah. Because I, I do like the house. It's, you know, I mean, it's a it's a noble house, you know? Like, I don't want the house to be totally destroyed, but at the same time, you know, yep. Cersei has got to go. Agreed. All right. Now, really, last question. Who is the prince that was promised? Daenerys or Sir, or John or someone else? I mean, I think... The, it, one who's, the one who's going to save the world from the darkness. I mean, I think it has to end up being John, right? I mean, it has to be. And that seems like the most obvious choice. Yeah, yeah but I'm still rooting for it somehow to be Tyrion. Because <laughs> I like him cool, so much. Yeah. Um, but, 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 I mean, that, that would... But he's not really a prince, right? I mean, he's like... Um, yeah, I, I I guess in a sense he's not, unless you buy into some theories that he's some kind of a bastard Targaryen. Yeah. So yeah, John would seem to be the obvious choice. Daenerys thought maybe it could be her. Maybe it could be their child, but th- that would involve a lot of fast-forwarding. So Yeah, and I, well, I think that's why they sort of d- did this whole like rigmarole of like waiting, making you wait to, f- to find out that John was actually a Targaryen, you know, and, and in line. Yeah, confirming it. Whatever. Um, but... Last, last question. And okay. We well, not even question, but like we didn't even touch on this, which is crazy. But like, what did you think about Littlefinger's departure? Uh, I understand why it was satisfying. He is a weasel yeah. and he caused all this mayhem. But for some reason, he I, I it's because he is a person of such little import and he has risen so high that you he, there's a there's a facet of him that i kind of root for yeah uh i definitely don't want him like winning the iron throne in the books or anything but man getting his cut, throat cut with the own by the with his the, the very dagger he he used to cause all this trouble with it was a lot of poetic justice i'm glad it was Arya that did it but i hope that in the books Littlefinger goes out a little bit better if he goes out at all yeah. i'll just say that so, how about you so yeah i mean look he had to go you know <laughs> yeah, he had to go uh i think it was satisfying for viewers I think it was unsatisfying for me as a reader of the books and a and a, I guess a plot purist. A plot, and, and, yeah. And I'll, and I'll bring up the whole like what I was talking about with like the eagles and, and the, the 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 dragons and stuff like that. Like, I I can suspend disbelief. I like to suspend disbelief. I like. I, I don't mind like if you're taking me somewhere and you can make it semi plausible and you have a semi decent reason for doing it. I'll stay with you. That's fine. You know, but, and, and this isn't, I can't take any credit for this. This is actually something I saw the, um, online Scott Siegler, the, or he's the, a writer. We've talked about him before on the show. He's, he's written a couple books that I really like. Um, he sort of brought this up uh, uh, on social media. It was basically like, look, I get it. Littlefinger had to go. And it seemed on the surface satisfying by how they did it. But why did they need to go through the whole, like, what was the whole reason for all of that, like, weird plotting of, like, between him and Arya, uh, between Arya and, and Sansa and Sansa and him? Like, that had nothing to do with him being dead. All the reasons that they killed him for were shit that he already did before, was shit that he already right. did before. Like, they could have just right. brought him in there and been like, all right. Hey, by the way, Littlefinger, you're dead, dude. You, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they didn't have to go through the whole, like, oh, well, Arya, you, you, you know, like, standing there, like, she's being accused of something or whatever. And then, oh, surprise, Littlefinger, you're... I I can't tell if they were trying to build up to some new intrigues and they had this kind of planned out before they were sure they were going to end the show. or And then we're like, oh, nope, end the show. Or if they were trying to build up that sense of like sliminess in people's the back of people's throats again, like oh god, he's going to start again with his plotting, yeah. and then they did him in. Um, either could be an explanation, 
but yeah, it does seem like they the pre the pretext for killing him was a little like <laughs> yeah, I won't say contrived, but it seemed like hastily constructed. Yeah, because that whole like, and, and you know, we're, we're giving them a hard time about like fast forwarding so much and, and trying to pack so much into things. I feel like they could have just done away with that whole stupid storyline then and put you know followed something else that would have been much more satisfying than like oh well we're gonna like lead you to believe that all this stuff is happening and then oh by the way we're just gonna kill him anyway for stuff that we've known he's done for freaking years now you know yeah yeah it's not like neither it's not like Sansa didn't know he killed her you know her aunt or or her her uncle you know or did all that shit in King's Landing like she's known that freaking since season two you know or three yeah, I mean, I guess in their defense, I guess they wanted him to be face justice from the house who he's caused the most harm. And he's really fucked up House Stark badly, right? Yeah. So it's it's fitting, I guess, that the only three, as far as we, as far as they know, true Stark children were his executioners. Yeah. Um, no, 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 that would be the only. Well, no, it was John. Yeah, because John Snow's not a Stark. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is. They, he's, he, well, he's not. A, he's a Targaryen, but he has Stark blood. Yeah, his mother's a Stark, true. Yeah, uh, but you know, they took their revenge. I guess there's some justice in that. But I don't know. I, I wasn't satisfied with it. It seemed hastily done, like many things. And I think Littlefinger deserves a, to go out with a little bit bigger bang than that yeah. somehow. Well, and the other. Thing, I mean, you do bring up a good point though that I guess maybe, um, like they did it to sort of see if he could be trusted, maybe. Like, so, oh, so they yeah. already knew, like, okay, so we know who this guy is, we know what he's done, but is he still going to try to do that to us again, or is he someone that we can sort of keep around for utility's sake or whatever? And then once they ran that little game on him, they realized, well, fuck, he's just going to do the same shit to us regardless, you know? Like, oh, so you th- if, he, if he'd if he been contrite and said, you know, like, do you deny it? I don't, and here's why I did it. If he had just straight up... No, then, I mean, I mean been... like, I mean, like, if he hadn't engaged in, like, trying to get... Oh, Sansa against Arya. Yes. If you would have just been like, listen, you guys, you guys got to stick together. Then maybe they would have been like, all right, you know what? Like, yeah, he's done all that bad shit, but it was because he, what he was saying, like, I did everything to protect you. You know what I mean? Like I killed your aunt to protect you. I I did this. I did everything I've done is because I loved you and I loved your mother and blah, blah, blah. Maybe they could have believed that, but I think maybe it just cemented to them that he doesn't. He's just out for himself when he run the same exact game on them that he did on trying to divide him trying to trying to get in with sansa and yeah gain power yeah, yeah. he kind of condemned himself there by, by by meddling instead of just biding his time yeah he could he could have ended up okay you know he he uh, he had saved them sort of from ramsey so yeah well i mean after Good giving point. her ramsey <laughs> yeah yeah my companion pointed that out to me too she's like um he did like give her to ramsey i was like yeah. oh that's true he sure did yeah <laughs> gross so all right well, anyway he's gone <laughs> Yeah, fit, fitting that we that he got the last word though. So good, 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 good on you, little finger. Yeah. <laughs> you live on as the ultimate greasy like manipulator. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think. Uh, well, this was a good episode, and uh, we need to get Brian to watch the show so we can have him in on you know uh, the next one in yeah. five years when, <laughs> yeah. when it's Seriously. when it's all over. But uh, that's all I've got. Unless you got anything else? No, I'm done. All right, let's bring this to an end then. I will remind our listeners that you don't need to blast an ice wall down and march an undead army through it to listen to our show. It's available for your listening pleasure on iTunes or any other 
outlet through which you consume podcasts. Like us on Facebook, uh, add us on Twitter and Instagram, join the Nerd Trafficanza HQ on Facebook. Um, hop on your dragon, flying over to nerdstravaganza.com. Check out our new and improved website. Tom was working diligently this week on doing some much, uh, much improved upgrades on the site. So that should be great for your eyeballs and earballs. You can check out all of our past episodes there. Um, fireball yourself on over to YouTube. Check out all of our video content by typing nerdstravaganza into the handy dandy search bar. And shoot us an email at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com and let us know all of your crazy fan theories about Song of Ice and Fire and Game of Thrones. Sweet. And with that, and after all of that said, Cam, I really feel bad putting this on you, but we really have to bring this episode to an end, so we have to go really, 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 really fast. So, Cam, very quickly, take us away. John's butt was the MVP of the season. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs>